0: Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Nat podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. We are approaching towards the end of the year, and it's also Christmas week. I'm curious to know how does being at this time of the year feels for you. I don't know about you, but for me, I can get feelings of anxiousness and overwhelmingness more than excitement. I don't know why. I think maybe it is that constant thinking about how my year had went, did I do well enough for this year, and how much that accomplished, and all of that which sometimes makes me feel rather inadequate. And this time of the year especially can also be a time with lots of gathering and socialization because I do to some extent doubt my abilities to be able to deal with all the amount of inevitable socializing. And perhaps also a little anxious that I wouldn't feel happy or joyous enough in this supposedly joyous season, even though I want to. Because as a kid, I think I'm always excited about the Christmas season, so it may be this internal pressure that I'm giving to myself as well to feel a certain way or to recreate those magical feelings I had as a kid. Before I get sidetracked further, today's episode is on the feelings of inadequacy. So you probably clicked into this episode because at some point, you also know what is this feeling. Basically, it's just this feeling of being really not enough, this feeling of being really insignificant and small when you start thinking about who you are in general or specific areas in your life. For me, my social inadequacies can manifest in so, so many ways. Sometimes it's in ways that are not so obvious to others. I think the most common way is perhaps telling someone or ourselves that we feel that we are not good enough, right? That is the most obvious way. But we only really express this to people who are really close to us, right? And sometimes we might not even be aware of our feelings. So most of the time, it's not so obvious when someone is feeling inadequate because at least for me, I don't go around telling people that I don't feel that I'm enough, you know, unless it is people whom I'm really close to. But even then, you know, I rarely do it as well. But rather, I think it may manifest in other less obvious ways. For instance, I can sometimes reject opportunities or postpone certain things, right? Because I only want to do things that I'm confident in. Or Other times, we can even brag or tell others about how well we did just to subconsciously gain that sudden affirmation from others. So don't assume... Because those people who sometimes talk about their achievements can also be the one feeling the most inadequate. And I come to see that, you know, instead of thinking of them as showing off or bragging about achievements, sometimes, you know, what we can do as friends or people around them is to kind of also give them the reassurance and affirmation that they need, right? So as you really know, perhaps from my previous episodes, I do feel inadequate, especially when it comes to my socializing skills. And then this may not be obvious to others because I try really hard to put up the extra effort when it comes to a socializing event. I tend to put on my best self and as a result, I may appear more confident than I really am, right? So inadequacy is really how you feel about yourself and even though others may think that you are good enough, you may not feel that way So it's sometimes primarily based on how you perceive yourself rather than what others think of you. Others can feel about you very differently as compared to how you feel about yourself. And I think for me, feelings of inadequacy often comes with some form of anxiousness as well. So it's usually this time of the year that this feeling comes up. Well, maybe not just this time of the year, but I think it's more apparent during this time of the year or during more festive seasons in general when I need to be among large groups of people because large group may sometimes just mean more social comparison, more pressure to be joyous, and it also somehow tests my social skills, which is something that I really feel inadequate about. So the truth is, I do get stressed out and I fear a lot whenever I have to socialise, especially in big groups or just being around many people. Well, don't ask me where this fear is from. I'm not too sure as well. It can be from my childhood. It can also be the many unpleasant socialising experiences I had over the years. Regardless where is the root of inadequacy really from, right, which is not the point of this episode, but I think it can be largely due to our genetics. Other than that, it can also be our past conditioning and what we have learned throughout the years. So more recently, I was asked to actually host an event. And you know how I really do have fears of socializing, let alone putting myself in front of a crowd to host. So because of my past baggage and emotional experiences that I hold with regards to socializing and all of that, the first thought that came to me when I knew that I was given the opportunity to host an event, you know, I was like, oh my God, can I even do it? Right when I see this word hosting, my whole body shivered and I immediately froze, right? And somehow also kind of just got anxious when I look at the word hosting and the amount of people that will be present. Right. And that is the physical sensations. Then mentally it is that narrative of, you know, what if I can't do it? Partly it's because I don't have any hosting experiences. And secondly, I guess there was just a lot of doubts of whether I could do it, right? And deep down, I knew it was something that is important to me. And precisely, it is such an important event that I was even more fearful of it, right? And I was feeling so inadequate because I felt that I wasn't good enough. I had this feeling that I was going to mess up, right? And I noticed the same tendencies whenever I have to attend a social gathering or a social event, right? I would even spend days thinking about whether I could handle that event, and what if I leave the event feeling worse off. You know, this kind of negative self-talk, it's really, really apparent. I think more so in the past. I think now it's a bit better. But you know, it is this kind of negative self-talk that kind of adds to the feeling of inadequacy as well. You know, previously we talked about how we can form certain narratives that adds to the objective pain itself, which can lead us to the mode of suffering. I think this is kind of the same thing, right, we are feeling inadequate but having all these negative self-talk before the event can just kind of make the whole feeling of inadequacy even stronger, right, and in a way we are also kind of generating suffering for ourselves. And the thing is, I just can't help it, right, and you know, I might just sometimes come to avoid the whole event altogether. As a form of coping mechanism because the feelings are just too unpleasant for me to take. And you know, I think, right, the things we feel the most inadequate about, or when we notice we feel inadequate about something, it's kind of because we care about it, right? And we kind of care about whether we mess things up. If we don't care about something, the feelings of inadequacy and not enough just wouldn't get to us. For instance, someone may not feel really inadequate about them failing a driving test, and that is because... They might not really care about, you know, passing the test or being good at driving. So I did eventually went for my hosting event, the one that I feel really, really nervous about, right? So if you were to ask me how did it turn out in the end, how was my hosting event? I really do not know how I performed in reality, right? I did not receive any negative feedback. There were even words of affirmation. But honestly, honestly you know, how I felt internally. So I couldn't sleep for the entire night after the hosting event. And like with any other social event, I would run through the entire event in my head for multiple times. Even at those times, I tell myself to practice deep breathing, to distract myself from my thoughts. It only helped to a certain extent. I find myself running through all the thoughts I had until like 4 or 5 a.m. that night before I went to bed. And I also told myself not to forget to run through the good things that I did well, you know, not just the things that I could do better. Like, think of the good things, like Jeanette, you know, so you can sleep tonight. But the thing is, even thinking about the good things kept me awake, right? And if you would ask me how badly did I think I do during the hosting, I wouldn't say that I did badly. But the thing is, I didn't feel relieved after my session as well. And the reason why I didn't feel relieved was because I felt so inadequate. So, even though the event turned out okay, everything turned out okay, I just felt that so many things could have been better. And those things that I saw that could have been better, I probably saw them as mistakes. For instance, I told myself that I could have asked if there were any more questions before I immediately end off the session, right? Due to the interest of time. And, you know, that thought just kept. Repeating inside my head, and I just think that you know, this might also be part of my social anxiety that I'm facing all of these tendencies. But apart from that, I do think that it is feelings of inadequacy that I didn't trust that the mistakes I made were insignificant, I didn't trust that I did okay, I didn't trust that I had the ability to actually do a great job, and I think partly that was the reason why I went through. All these things that I term as mistakes in my head. And when we are feeling inadequate, I think we tend to be rather self-critical as well. So I would go through the entire event thousands of times, really, inside my head to see what could have been done better. And I think that there is a fine line between being reflective and you know, seeking for improvement. And then there's a fine line between that and only focusing on finding all the things that went wrong and really criticizing myself for it. And sometimes this criticism isn't even obvious at all, right? It can just be the way we talk to ourselves in our head. Like it could be things like, oh my god, why did I say that, right? I could have said this instead of that. And I think that is self-criticism, right? So I would say that reflection is healthy. Healthy reflection allows us to seek for improvement. But sometimes what I really observe is when a person feels really inadequate, they tend to kind of bring that reflection to an unhealthy level where they tend to go through this reflection excessively, right? To the point where it can get so mentally exhausting and so mentally draining. And yeah, there are just constant voices in my head telling me what could have been better, what went wrong. And I try to analyze and think about things that I might not even have an answer to. For instance, what did so-and-so thought about my performance? For instance, what did they think of me during an interaction? So these are the things that I don't have answers to. So yeah, I think unhealthy reflection is also thinking about things that you might not even have a concrete answer to at the end of the day. right? So today, I just want to say that if you find yourself also relating to the fact that you often tell yourself that you're not good enough, be it after a presentation that you gave, or if you're learning a new skill and you just can't seem to get it, or you find yourself trying to avoid certain situations, or even trying to constantly seek validation, then you might also be dealing with feelings of inadequacies as much as you might not want to admit it. Well, it was really hard for me to admit as well, right? And before my argument gets too one-sided, I just want to say that it is okay to have self-doubts and feel not good enough sometimes, right? Because I think that we can all feel inadequate at some points, and these feelings are normal from time to time. Even the most confident people out there can struggle with feelings of inadequacies. It allows us to check in with ourselves before we get too arrogant and too full of ourselves. But I think it can be undesirable when we find ourselves being caught in long extensive periods of inadequacy. And on this note, I would like to share an important tip here. And this tip is a balance that we can all strike to help us deal with our feelings of inadequacy. So I feel that as much as inadequacies might make us avoid certain situations, I think it is very, very important to put ourselves out there and then also practice self-forgiveness because mistakes are bound to happen the more we do this. Because the thing about inadequacy is these feelings just want us to avoid making mistakes. When we experience inadequacy, our self-esteem is already lower than average, right? And we're just fearful that making mistakes or having a failure experience can just further fuel that inadequacy. So to some extent, it is very, very natural for us to want to avoid social situations It can socially inhibit us, right? So for me, it can be avoiding social situations because I don't feel good enough or I don't feel ready enough to socialize with others. I often find myself postponing meetups to feel more ready. So I think, right, when we take certain risks, we are going to make mistakes because when we take risks, we are essentially experimenting. And we are going to be faced with so many self doubts because we are not experts. And when we feel inadequate, we come to beat ourselves over the smallest mistakes, right? And we generally do have a hard time accepting mistakes as part of our journey. Because these mistakes make us feel even more inadequate. And you know, right, when I say I beat myself up whenever I make a small mistake, when I say small, I don't think that they are small during that instance. It could be mistakes that will keep me awake for nights, right? can be things that I shouldn't have said in an interaction. It could be sharing too much or being too socially awkward in a social situation. And these are just a few examples to name. And my friend or another person might think that I'm overthinking things. And to them, they might find that all these things are so insignificant. They are not even a mistake. But true enough, you know, looking back after a few months, I may also come to see that these mistakes are pretty small. Or sometimes, these mistakes may just mean discrepancy between our own expectations and our reality, which might not even be that much of a mistake objectively. But at an instance, you know, we do have that strong self critical voice inside of us telling us that we are just this incapable person. And what is the easy thing to do is sometimes we just want to avoid the whole situation altogether so that we don't experience all this self criticism which most of the time wouldn't help us, but they only make us feel more inadequate, right? And I think the point of this episode here is to point out that when we are doing something that really matters to us, we naturally have higher expectations of ourselves, we also tend to be more self-critical of ourselves because it is something that matters so much to us, right? And maybe those mistakes that we deem as mistakes, as I mentioned, are not even that big of a deal. Right. But at the same time, of course this is only on hindsight. But at the same time, I also want to remind ourselves that as we are being extra critical of ourselves, let's also learn to be extra forgiving when it comes to such instances. To kind of just sort of compensate for the higher expectations, higher efforts that we put in. So as much as I encourage us to put ourselves out there to gain that competence, and you might be asking why gain competence, right? It's so that we have success story to recall and it is a way to tell ourselves that we can do it and when we recall back to the experience, we can tell ourselves that we have done it before and we will be able to do it again, right? So it is so essential to put ourselves out there to gain that competence, but it is also important to practice this act of self-forgiveness so that we can continue working in this direction that matters so much to us. So I'm going to be sharing how do we practice self forgiveness whenever we notice or whenever we feel that we have made a mistake. I think firstly when we feel like we have made a mistake sometimes I mention it can be quite subjective because maybe it isn't even a mistake but we feel like it is a big mistake right so you know first step is to actually practice the act of awareness by accepting the discomfort that we are experiencing without judgment. And ask ourselves, whenever we feel uncomfortable about certain mistakes or when we are self-criticizing ourselves, am I realistically assessing the impact of my mistake? Or am I blowing it out of proportion? Because sometimes our mistakes can just be perceived as mistake because of our high expectations that we set for ourselves. We put in a lot of effort and by falling short of our expectations, we would see that as a mistake. So I think with this practice of awareness, let's try to view our mistakes in a more objective manner, right? Take responsibility and accept the parts that we may have done wrong, that we may find it hard to accept. And then the next step is to remember our shared humanity. I think this really helps for me. I would tell myself to remember that we are all humans. So when we are babies, we learn to walk by falling down and then we get back up again. And it's the same for us now, right? As adults, instead of criticizing ourselves for our mistake and for the part that we have done wrong or could have done better, or even avoiding the situations altogether, we can try our best to learn and grow from our experience, right? Because everybody needs help sometimes, everybody makes mistakes sometimes, and I think it helps to remind ourselves of our shared humanity. The third thing we want to do is to see what actions can we take to move forward right so it's about asking ourselves what do i need right now how can i be kinder to myself and to soothe my discomfort and even if it's just one thing at a time right how can i take one small step towards forgiving myself and sometimes with this we come to see that there is nothing much that we can do at this point but to sit with our discomfort Or other times, there are certain things that we can do to rectify certain mistakes. And even the act of trying to rectify a mistake will help us leave our burden and to help us move beyond the experience. Okay? So the truth is, no matter how hard we try, mistakes are just part of our everyday. Falling short of our expectations are part of our everyday. And I just want you to know that it is okay to not push our best self on stage all the time. And perhaps what we need more of is self-forgiveness. And there's this quote I came across that I would like to share with you. It says that true self-forgiveness is when you can say thank you for the experience. And I think that it really resonates. We can thank you for the experience for the sake of experience itself. So in the past, I probably think that I go through an experience because I want it to be a successful one, I want the experience to be a beautiful one, right? And I put a lot of pressure on myself. But now I just come to see experiences as experiences, right? They are no good or bad to be honest. And I think more importantly it's about experiencing for the sake of experiencing. Because with experience there are stories to tell and when there are stories to tell we are able to connect and relate to others, which I talked about in the previous two episodes. And when we are able to relate and connect with others, I think that is where fulfillment and joy comes from. And that is one of the most beautiful things about living, isn't it? So let's not fear experiencing and experimenting. I think to summarize, one way to deal with our feelings of inadequacy for me is to find that balance between gaining competence to make us feel confident, but at the same time, also practicing a lot of self forgiveness as we make mistakes or when we are faced with setbacks. And I think it's also good to see experiences as a story to tell, regardless the nature of it. And perfect stories are usually very oddly boring, right? When something is perfect, it means that there's nowhere else to go. So in the next episode, I will be continuing on this topic and I will be sharing another very important balance to strike as we cope with our feelings of inadequacy. So to end off, in this Christmas season, I just want to say that for those who are feeling slightly anxious and overwhelmed because of the fear of socialising, or feeling the internal pressure to feel joyous and magical during this season, I just want to say that there's no need to force yourself to do things that are not up your alley at this moment. It's okay to also let your friends and family know that you might need some extra support. But regardless, I want to encourage us to try our best to put ourselves out there because I know how much it means for you. I know how much it means to connect with your loved ones and family. And I guess in the process of doing that, learn to forgive ourselves when we make mistakes or when we fall short of our expectations. And hereby, I'd like to wish you all a mindful Merry Christmas. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, Don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and access our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.